make him believe that the ballet is real. When Jesus comes to heal a heart, eyes must tell the story. He takes away the world's sting. Next on Journey. if one day you got everything you hoped for and then found out what you really needed, you already had. Today's guest is about as famous as they come. This one-time little boy from California got everything he wanted and dreamed for. The perfect wife, a lucrative career, multiple homes, fame and fortune, and lots of it. He is known as Sting, the WCW loner champion who fought against injustice and ruled with an iron hand. Entering the ring to millions, screaming his name every night, he was a man loved by all. And he became a man who hated himself. Today, we will hear his amazing testimony from addiction to prescription drugs and heartache to reconciliation and joy. His movie and book, Sting, the Moment of Truth, tells the tale of the man behind the painted face, Steve Borden. Take a look. Welcome to the Full Nelson Press Podcast, episode 24, where you're recording on January 13th, 2016. I am the creator of the FullNelsonPress.com, the unofficial WWE webcomic. My name is Brandon Kirkpatrick. You can find me on Twitter at Johnny, J-O-N-N-Y underscore Tango. I'm here with the number one entry of the 2016 Royal Rumble, Pete O'Brien. You can also find him on Twitter at MVP360. And of course, you can follow the FullNelsonPress.com on Twitter at TFNP. Pete, how you doing? Could you imagine if I got called out at number one? Oh, my God. And I would win, too. I would actually be happy because I picked number one as the winner of the Rumble, so I would be totally happy with you winning it, but you wouldn't. Yeah, it would definitely be the biggest shock thing. I would definitely get the oh, my God slamming. All right, all right, all right. So you're number one in the pick. Who do you think would be number two that would come out? Who have I dogged the worst? Oh, if Undertaker just came out. If Undertaker came out, <laughs> I'd hold a middle finger up during his whole entrance. That scene where uh, where he just kills Maven, that would be you. Oh, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. I'd still have my middle finger up the whole entrance, which would be a good hour. <laughs> you would be the only one chanting boring in the ring. Yeah, right? I'll be like, boring, boring, CM Punk. <laughs> 
right when he started coming out. Uh, so I normally don't do this, but there's this murder documentary out there, and and I just want our listeners, if they can, to watch it. It's called Seamus versus Brock Lesnar, a Houston 2016. It's it's a horrific video, but it's it's an awesome match. Have you did you see this video? Oh, I watched it. It's so good. He basically and Seamus is not a small guy, but Brock Lesnar is huge. Yeah, he is huge. Seamus put up a fight. There was some really good uh, back and forth between the two. I would say absolutely. Today on the podcast, uh, we're going to talk about King. He turns heel. Uh, Roman versus anyone not named Roman. WWE gets New Japan Pro Wrestling stars. Daniel Bryan is a real-life B-plus player. And could the Bullet Club be coming to the WWE? Ooh, new faction will be sweet. It's going to be good. But we'll get there. First of all, uh, WrestlingZone.com reports that Jason Jordan and Chad Gable have a new tag team name, American Alpha, which I think is really cool. I hope this is the next step to them, you know, coming to the main roster. They're already popular. Do I think they're going to win the tag titles? No. I think they're going to go to Enzo and Cass first. I think Jordan and Gable might just get called up before getting the titles. There'll be another one of those Tyler Breeze's like called up without winning a title. That's okay. I can see that. And I'd be completely cool with it. Yeah. It used to be that you would win the title and then whoever won the title would be like next up with like Paige doing it, uh, Seth Rollins, Big E, uh, other NXT stars. But now they're just, they just pull whenever they need to. Right. I think uh, I, I'm pumped. I'm pumped. I like Gable. I like Gable. And of course, Jason Jordan, you are good as well. Oh, I, I'm more of a fan of Jason Jordan than I am of Gable. But I don't, I don't watch NXT as much as you do. Yeah. Oh, you know me. I already watched NXT tonight. So I'm ready. I'm sure you are already pumped. Number one contender for the women's title, Carmella. Really? Awesome. That's super cool. Uh, when's the next takeover? When is that going to happen? It's I don't think it's going to happen at a takeover, though. Oh. But they had a Divas Battle Royal, and it came down to Asuka, and she threw out two newbies. And then Eva came out of nowhere and threw Asuka out. And then Carmella comes out of nowhere and throws Eva out. It was great. How does she come out of nowhere if there's only two people left? They've the been room? hanging out outside of the ring. Ooh. Yeah. Normally, Divas don't leave the ring when there's a Battle Royal. Oh, no. they. Th- that's too confusing. They took naps. Ooh. Netflix, they killed <laughs> uh smackdown uh you probably didn't watch it i didn't watch it either but i did catch some clips uh jerry lawler is now heel commentary on uh on smackdown and that's awesome that's so cool this excites me so much i would be okay with him coming back to raw and no. replacing jbl as no, the heel. no I, I cannot stand jbl no no no, why not? I don't want all three of those guys. I want them gone. They're all terrible. I don't like. I don't mind Michael Cole as much now. I hate Michael Cole. I think the problem with Michael Cole is uh, it, it doesn't need to be Byron Saxton and uh, a JBL on the table. You put Corey Graves and Renee Young on that table with Michael Cole, and I think you would have a great team. Maybe that would might work. But God, Michael Cole, go back to being a coal miner. Why is Renee Young not on the commentating table? She just she's so good. ESPN wants her, and that's where she'll probably go. I don't think. I think so. She loves wrestling, uh, you know, and ESPN, go suck it, all right? Because you thought Rachel Nichols was a good sideline reporter. And I'm not going to get into the Rachel Nichols hate party. Oh, my God, I hate Rachel Nichols. I don't even know what that is. I'll probably just edit that out of the show. Oh, no, you won't. Leave it in. <laughs> Do not. Folks, if he edits that out, that's terrible. You'll just keep on bringing it up throughout the show so I can't edit Rachel it. Rachel Nichols. <laughs> Rachel Nichols. So let's talk about Raw. Yeah. Raw happened on January 11th, 2016. Raw opens with the majority of the locker room out on the Titantron. Steph and Vince strut out. They uh, tell us to look up at the Titantron and see that one of them up there is our WWE World Heavyweight Champion. It's not the case, because they're not going to have whoever's going to be the face of the company be standing up at the Titantron like one of those jobbers. No. Why family? 
Stephanie comes out. This was interesting. Okay, they interrupted yeah. Vince and Stephanie. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Do something cool. And they didn't. No, they didn't. Nothing. I was like, what What was the point then? What was the point? Like, why would you have them just... And then nothing. His promo should have just been, uh, and I'm Bray Wyatt, and I'm also here. And then they cut to Roman Reigns coming out. Because that's what happens. You had a good opportunity, and you wasted it. Yeah, stop putting every night into Roman Reigns. Thank you, because Roman Reigns is going to get burnt out. You want him to be the top babyface? It's not going to happen because you're slamming him down people's throat. And the only person that's going to like him is Brandon Kirkpatrick. Slamming him down like Stone Cold Steve Austin. You're right. I love Roman Reigns, but this is too much. I'm even getting bored of Roman Reigns right now because it's just it's not entertaining. It's the same uh, show every night. Uh, so, of course, Roman Reigns comes out because that's how we have to start every show. Vince goes to this whole, like, uh, well, this guy's going to win. This guy's going to win. And Roman's like, well, what if I win? Questioning it himself as if, like, Vince, could I, can I please win this? And then Steph belts out this weird, like, Harley Quinn laugh. Right. Which was kind of cool, yet really disturbing. Vince McMahon dis- declares that tonight we're going to have a one-versus-all match. And I'm already like... <laughs> Oh, God. It's going to be a really gimmicky night, isn't it? Yep. Which, of course, it was. You have the national title, the college football national title happening on ESPN, and this is what you give us to not change the channel? Come on. It's almost like they're like, well, no one else is watching, so what do we do? Exactly. And which is frustrating to the people who are, who regularly, like myself, watch wrestling. Like, I don't watch sports. You've heard of sports, though. I, I it's, It exists. You've. You've played Wii Sports, so those yeah. things that are on those video games you play, right. they're actually a real thing. I guess I do play sports, because I've gone bowling before, so yes. I, I guess I have done sports. I watched bowling on Sunday, it was great. I couldn't find the remote that day. <laughs> uh, they were all in the shape of Kevin Owens, except in way worse shape. Like, Kevin Owens does look like a bowler. He looks like he can bowl, but then in the same sense, probably outrun me in everything ever, ever, ever. That's because he's a father. He is a father. He doesn't force kids! doesn't force kids! KO, KO means, uh, kids on! That, no. No. Brandon, no. no. Are you working for WWE Creative right now? <laughs> Speaking of uh, amazing creative talents, Dean Ambrose versus Sheamus is next. Woo! Uh, Vince teases that we're going to have maybe Roman versus Ambrose. The crowd cheers, but we kind of already got that, which was an all right match. Uh, Sheamus comes out and attacks Dean Ambrose, so I guess it sets up Sheamus versus a- Ambrose. This was a boring match. Yeah, until the end. Where you see Dean just smashes uh, Sheamus' head, <laughs> and he hits it three times. He's got six stitches. Yeah, the first time you hit him, it's like, is that blood? And the second time he hits him, you're like, oh, that's blood and the third time he hits it's all over the place you know like and then kevin owens comes out being all awesome because kevin owens is right now and i like dean ambrose i like the dean ambrose kevin owens rivalry kevin owens is right now probably the best thing going in wwe am i wrong on that could be wrong on that i just want to stop right now because we'll get to it this raw other than the stuff going on between vince and roman was a really good raw but i think i i agree that he is up there but we'll discuss it later about the divas kevin owens is doing a, a great job and is really getting pushed and i think we might be getting a big match for him at wrestlemania which we hope we do oh there's i'm reading like three grumblings right now pete is that from the grumble report yeah the grumble report grumble 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 grumble. we're gonna get pete with the grumble report later god that should be i should start writing a thing and we'll put it on the full nelson press.com oh the grumble report just drunken uh writings of you about the (laughs) wwe which just ends with why can't everyone be john cena Why are WWE shirts made so cheap? I wash them and dry them once. They shrink. It's over. But wait. (laughs) I like Star Wars. (laughs) 
It'd just be like all over the place. Right? He's just like, you know what? Kevin Owens is a pretty good guy. But you know, you'll go to jail for drinking too much, not because you were drinking, but because you didn't put recreational drugs on your Obamacare. <laughs> and I hate Jar Jar Bake. <laughs> That right there was was more entertaining than the actual match of Dean Ambrose versus oh. uh, Sheamus. Next, we get to see uh, Vince and Steph. They meet up with Paul Heyman backstage. Uh, we get to see them argue over how they're going to use Brock Lesnar, whether he's going to be in the Rumble, awesome, or uh, made of inning WrestleMania. Because who else do they have? We right. already know it's going to be Lesnar because they're going to go to Lesnar and be like, we know you can headline WrestleMania. Right. Fine. It all depends on who is going to take you on that could sell that ticket. No matter if you are the first match on Mania, you are going to be one of the main events, whatever match you're in. Because you're just, you are the prize fighter. Next, we'll move on. Uh, Stardust versus Titus O'Neil happens again. <laughs> Why? Uh, props to Stardust for representing David Bowie. Yeah. That was cool. Good on you. He came out, he came out in David Bowie face paint, so RIP. Right. The best tribute, better than anyone's Facebook post. I don't care if you're listening to this. Uh, he beat your Facebook post. I'm just saying. <laughs> Stardust puts a lot of work into this match. He's just running circles around Titus. Titus does, like, the Clash of Titus, I guess is what it's called. And it just ends the match. But then we get to see more heat on Stardust because uh, Titus goes out there for the kids. That's what every WWE star wants to do. Stardust goes and attacks him. Are you excited about that? On your scale between 1 to 10, how are you excited about this uh, Titus O'Neil versus uh, Stardust? Uh, 1. There's nothing there. I'm sorry. I'm really mad about how underutilized Cody Rhodes is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. He needs to break his nose again and go back to the grotesque and have his bodyguards and have him put paper bags on ugly people. That by far was his best gimmick. I don't care what anyone else says. Nobody can try to tell me Cody Rhodes putting paper bags over ugly people's faces was not just gold. And he puts on great matches. God. Do you remember the match he had with uh, where it was him and Bob Holly? Yeah. And they were uh, tag team champions. And he yes. takes on Ted DiBiase and his uh, mystery partner. And you find out his mystery partner is Cody Rhodes. And they totally <laughs> turn on Hardcore Holly and they pin yeah. him. And then Cody Rhodes just comes, retains the title, but becomes a new tag team champion with Cody Rhodes. And I think that's how we started uh, Legacy. Yeah. It sent Bob Holly to Dubuque. <laughs> <laughs> that's why he's working out in our hometown. He's never been fixed. He's never, he's just changed man. To the 50 people that listen to us on a weekly basis, we have seen Bob Holly. I've saw him in Fairway. And I was like, what up, Sparky Plug? He did not like that. <laughs> I think I would run. If I saw him in a general store, like, I'm like, I know where this is going. I'm out of here. Yeah. I'd shit a brick if I saw him in all these. He's hardcore, man. One thing I will say, though, about Stardust, I liked him with the Ascension. Uh, if they're trying to build yeah. up factions, why is that not an awesome faction right That'd be now? A, The Cosmic Wasteland would oh. be a really good faction. But now it looks like it looks like they sent uh, the Ascension back down to NXT to, like, oh, try to re-get their characters going. Because mm. they're over in NXT. Of course they are. They go down there, and the crowd loves them. For some reason, WWE fans hate them. Yeah. They're good in the ring they're a good tag team but wwe just turned their fans just turned such a mean face towards them because they sort of look like uh who was it legion of doom you know and everyone's like oh legion of doom rip off they didn't do that that's all the freaking writers being dumb that's not them knowing them 
they're going to keep him down in NXT, let's say, through Mania. I can see that. They bring him back up in uh, Extreme Rules, but they're wearing all S&M stuff, like the Domination Tag Team. Ew. You know what would make him go over probably more? Is if when their music plays, they're the Ascension. They rise up from the stage. Like the Brood? And, yes. Dude, so, if you're going to make them copy like someone else, right. the Brood, and everyone loves the Brood. Right. Best entrance song, best entrance. They were the coolest. They were the coolest. One of my favorites. I, I just, like, you don't even have to send it back to NXT. Just let them win a couple fucking matches, make them look like they're big and tough like they are, and they'll sell the t-shirts you want them to sell. Good job, writers. So now Startups is dealing with Titus O'Neil. <laughs> right? Doing nothing. Setting up for WrestleMania. Hopefully we'll get Stardust versus Goldust, but probably not. No, they won't do that for no. some freaking reason. No. People would be pumped about that. Right. Uh, and it'll be poor Stardust. He'll be at the pre-show versus the breakout start of the year, uh, Adrian Neville. Yep. Uh, next, uh, we get Chris Jericho. He comes out to do the highlight reel. Ugh. He goes on to tell uh. how... Yeah, like, I have to say, <laughs> I am... A, I, I, other than your hate of ICP, I am a fan of uh, Chris Jericho, but this was really a low point. Can I... I'm starting to say I was a fan of Jericho. Okay. He has changed into this fool. Oh, come on. It was one bad promo. He said two bad promos. Okay, so the thing he did with uh, Roman Reigns and Dean Ambrose, that was stupid, too. So three. That's the two. highlight reel was terrible. Don't even try to say I'm not defending him on this one. This was really bad. Maybe he's just having an off night. Maybe the writers are just being terrible and won't let Jericho be Jericho. I think you're right, because I do feel like maybe he's just got some shackles on or something like that. Felt like he, it was very scripted. It was very scripted. Whatever happened to Chris Jericho putting a flat-chested Stephanie McMahon versus implanted boob Stephanie McMahon? Well, her husband took over the company. So what? Come on. Things Jericho did. Jericho was awesome. His list of a thousand and one moves was genius. His making fun of Goldberg was genius. And in the WWE, he had so many good things. And now he's back. And we're in this era where you can't say but but you can say booty or rootooty booty and it was stupid and i'm glad the fans have smartened up and said you know what this is dumb that's why we like kevin owens he hates everybody and he just murders right so th this this uh segment doesn't improve at all because uh the new day come out because i guess they yeah. are feuding with chris jericho which this should on paper this should be like oh that's gonna be fucking cool but it, it's not it, it just doesn't come out right uh they bake her back and forth until the usos come out and then instead of having the usos with chris jericho versus the new day we're getting biggie and kofi kingston with a Xavier Woods uh, ringside versus the Usos with Chris Jericho ringside. Yep, right when I saw that, I was like, oh, well, Alabama and Clemson are putting on a show because WWE sure as hell isn't. So Usos win that one good yep. for them. Uh, then we have JBL comes out and inducts the first uh, WWE Hall of Fame class of 2016, the first inductee, Sting. Uh, good for him. I guess break his neck, put him in the Hall of Fame. Well, okay, and I get, all right. I might get some heat on this one, but here we go. Why not? He wrestled in WWE twice. Now, granted, he was huge for WCW, but he was also one of the big voices that was like, I will not go to WWE at all. So I think some fans are like, whoa. You also have to look at it from that standpoint, too. But congratulations, I guess. He does deserve it because he did do a ton for WCW. And now that WWE owns him, yeah, that makes sense. I get that. But in all honesty, Sting, I don't really give a shit. Go back to your Catholic channel and 
preach words of God about how you're stupid and a hypocrite. Wow. He is. Wow. He's sitting there and he'll say, have you ever seen his gospel channel show? I kind of want to now. Oh my God. It's so weird. It looks like he's filming in the Mercy Medical Center Chapel. I think this is probably going to be the opening of our show. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> if you're listening to the show and you're kind of like, what the fuck was that? It's this right here. Boom. But that's what it is. I, okay. Here's my part though. Sting, they have put other people into the Hall of Fame that have no like did not work the Arnold? WWE at all. Well, not even that, but I'm just saying, like, we've seen wrestlers from, like, Japan, or, who is it, Alberto Del Rio's uh, father, I think they inducted into the WWE, and he never even worked in the WWE. So I think they just induct anyone from any promotion that helped promote wrestling. I do get it, because it's the same with uh, Warrior, uh, rest in peace. He completely just uh, shit all over the company after he left. Oh, he did! But here's the thing. They were shitting on Vince's company. Um, and I think what really turned this stuff around was Triple H. Triple H is the future. Triple H needs full reign, and WWE will be back to its prime the way it was. You heard it here first, folks. Pete O'Brien thinks Triple H should be number one contender for the NXT Championship. <laughs> when actually, he's coming back at the Rumble and becoming WWE World Heavyweight Champion again. I'm just saying, Triple H just needs to run the damn company so we can get good wrestling and good stories again. Moving on, uh, we get one of the main events of the night, the Wyatt Family uh, versus the Social Outcasts. What? <laughs> right? This is so cool. I liked it. I liked how the Social Outcasts came out to take on the Wyatt Family, and they just laugh at them. Yeah. Their families are just like, what? Oh, can, can I just say how close we were to Bray Wyatt and Bo Dallas being in the ring together at the same I time? So close. Hoping for it. Yeah, that's what I was hoping for, too. It would have been great. Oh, would have been awesome if you, like, turned. Yeah. Just turned on the social outcasts. I mean, really, they could just pick someone else up. Yeah, that could be Ryback. Right, or Stardust. <laughs> I think, seriously, though, the social outcasts, you could add Ryback to that. No, don't hurt the social outcasts. No, because then he could just show up with his leather coat. Mm, that's too close to Axel. Just saying. Curtis Axel doing these macho man kind of crazy promos. Keep doing it, because I think he's going to make a character with this. I am a huge fan of Curtis Axel. Curtis Axel's good. He's so good. And he's so talented in the ring. Uh, when he was doing the whole thing with uh, Paul Heyman, when it was CM Punk versus Curtis, Curtis Axel, I enjoyed almost every one of those matches. It was so fun. I did not hate, I do not hate Curtis Axel. All four of those guys can put on a match. Yeah. All right. So I, I think we are going to look at the new job squad. Like basically, I think they're going to become that, but who cares? If they can get airtime. Right. And they could do it right, and they could do it entertainingly. Like, you know, I'm waiting for when R-Truth comes out with them. And they look at them, and they're like, you're not in our group. And R-Truth goes, I'm not? And then he just leaves. Like, that's what I'm waiting for, too. Well, think of the, the original Job Squad was Al Snow, the Blue Meanie, which is one of my all-time favorites. Uh, and I think Bob Holly, he was in that. And yep. I think some other people were in there. Gilbert was another one. And I, and I think there was maybe some more, but those are the ones I could really remember. But Al Snow uh, and Bob Holly both still had great careers without worrying about being in the job squad too much. Well, it also helped that there was another belt called the Hardcore title. That's true. If they did not have the Hardcore title, would you really know who Al Snow and Bob Holly are? No, no. Okay. I would know Bob Holly. Yeah, he's the guy that picked up those weights. He's the one who walked down with the weights, right? Oh. Uh. Bob Holly and Spark Holly or whatever. No, it was Bob Holly and Crash Holly. Crash. Yes. 
And then there was the sister, Molly Holly. Oh, she was a she was a delight. And then she went bald and went completely crazy. Yeah, she went she, she went nuts, nuts though. Didn't she like actually go crazy? Uh, no, I don't think she actually went crazy. They actually did a article about like where are they now, and she was featured on that. And I think she's just like a stay at home mom now and is really chill. So that's kind of cool. Well, that's good. Happy ending for her. Thanks for calling. Hey, she she okay. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> Don't boo the bitch. <laughs> Don't boo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, come on, we got focus. We got listeners. We got listeners. They know. They know. They All right, know. so okay. the Wyatt family pretty much dominates this. I mean, I mean, the Wyatt family, I mean, just Braun Strowman just stands there like a beast and just takes everything except for... Adam Rose was the one that got him going for a little bit, and you're like, whoa, Adam Rose, getting a push. But they were fast. They were fast tagging in and out. It was very fluent. I'm excited about this. Uh, I'd like to see more, uh, I don't know, maybe changing everyone's attire so they match a little bit more other than a $20 t-shirt. Yeah. Make them kind of stand out more. I'm one of those people that it's like, if you're part of a faction, let's fucking dress like one. Yep, I am too. I think that makes sense. Then uh, the Y families, like, they beat up the social outcasts and the Ryback comes out. Right, which threw me off. Like, that's why I was like, Ryback could join him. He could put on a fucking coat and jeans and wear that t-shirt and be like the muscle of the group. So like, everyone's like, yeah, we're the social outcasts. You suck. And then they always run and hide behind Ryback. <laughs> that would be good i like that a lot what got me in the loop was i was prepared for the social outcast to turn on ryback and that didn't happen so i don't know if that means like this is like a, an official kind of a uh, face faction or does this just mean that creative is not putting any effort into making them anything just whatever they need to be them so at the royal rumble there's gonna be a square off between the wyatt family and the social outcast with ryback <laughs> I hope so. And then Bo Dallas turns on him, joins the Wyatts. Not even. Ryback heel turns and uh, takes out both Social Outcasts. But no, he takes out Social Outcasts, but then gets fucked over by the Wyatt family and gets knocked out. Moving on. Moving on. Uh, so now we get Kalisto versus Alberto Del Rio for the United States Championship. Uh, kind of cool. They were kind of building this up throughout all of Raw, uh, which is cool to see Kalisto finally getting that singles run that we've been kind of talking about. Uh, we get a mangy Alberto Del Rio come out. Uh, talk about how he killed John Cena. Uh, Alberto Del Rio, do something about your fucking hair, man. It looks like you're trying to style maybe like three different haircuts just to hide one bald spot. I'll, I'll just get a new finisher. Del Rio, you're good. You're good in the ring. I like the cross arm breaker. Or I like that super kick that you did twice. Just, you know what? Just give him a DDT kind of move. You know, just give him like that and he'd be done. But no, you gotta get, you gotta keep changing it up every week. So this match had a very slow start, I thought. Uh, but it did pick up. Del Rio, though, I will say, looks incredibly stiff in the ring. Uh, looks like every move he does hurts. Uh, and I don't know if it's just he getting angry or it's just his style, but I kind of dig it. Did you see that, uh, the finish, though, where Kalisto reverses the German suplex into that Huracarana, like, DDT kind of thing? Yeah. That was so fucking awesome. Yeah, that was sweet. To have Kalisto win it was awesome. Yes. So cool. That threw me for, I was like, what? what? I was on the phone. Pete, you're pretty quiet right now. And my jaw was like, uh, did Kalisto just win this? <laughs> yeah. Are you serious? So cool. I, I did not expect this to happen. I thought he was going to get fucked over and then we'd see it at the Rumble. little spoiler alert, though, for you here. Uh, SmackDown is coming out, so you might listen to this before SmackDown. If that's the case, just fast forward a little bit. But, I mean, what's it really matter? Uh, Kalisto has already lost the United States Championship back to Alberto Del Rio. What? Yes. Why? I don't know. They had a match, a rematch at uh, SmackDown, and he won it back. 
right. So that's dumb. That's why I didn't want to like talk about it too do much. Do you cause... think? Do you think it's because maybe he was supposed to kick out? No, I think this is just setting up the because uh, the story is is more important than the title. Uh, they're probably just setting this up for another match at the Royal Rumble. Why? I don't know. You don't need a lot of matches at the Rumble. You just need the Rumble. You just need the Rumble, right? Make it three hours. I don't care. Give us 40 people again. That was so cool when they did that. And I'd be completely cool with that. Right. I, but but the roster is so thin right now. But you could do, you could do, you could have so many NXT people come up. They're going to have to. Dude, I'm hoping Finn Balor pops up. If WWE is going to push someone right now, it's Balor. Yeah, let's get the rock. This is a fun part, though. This is I. This was where things really picked up for me. This is the highlight of Raw for me. JoJo interviews uh, Charlotte and Ric Flair about their actions last week. Uh, Charlotte tells JoJo that she beat Becky Flair and Square. I like that. I don't think I've heard that one before. Uh, she also says that she'll be doing it again tonight. Uh, and that she'll have to do it when she defends her uh, title against Becky Lynch at the Royal Rumble. Uh, this was actually a really good promo. I think Charlotte's best promo ever. Because she's a good heel. Yes, she is. She's learned from her dad that she knows how to be that snake. Like, she's watched her dad. Like, if you look at her, she's acting like her dad. I give her props. I, I like her as a heel. I don't like her as a face. I like her as a heel. Stay that way forever. So next, we're going to get Brie Bella versus Charlotte, which I was kind of disappointed about because I, I really enjoyed the promo. I was sucked in. Uh, we get this match not even started up because thank you, Becky, for making sure this match didn't even start. Yeah, because no one cares about Brie mode at all. Thank you. Brie mode! Don't even do it. Don't even do it. She is the worst. She is. Uh... There's no one else worse. Uh, Brie Bella, if you're listening to this with your unemployed husband, you are the <laughs> worst diva on the roster right now. It's true. Like, I'm sorry. Like, you you are taking a spot of someone who could easily put on a better match. Oh, you're talking about a match? I was talking about air. Or, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Brie, I didn't say that, you know, and if you ever get single, you know, let me know. Like, I still find you attractive, and I think we can work through our differences. Right. Plus, Pete, you got the job, don't you? Yeah, I do. All right, so you got one up on her husband. And I wouldn't make you shit in a shed. <laughs> That's so, total defense every week on E. <laughs> You're welcome, E. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, Becky Lynch comes out, and she beats the shit out of Charlotte. The best part about this, though, is Ric Flair, his reaction outside the ring. Right? He just wants to dive in there, but he's like, they're women. I can't hit them on TV. <laughs> Hit him on TV. Wait till we get backstage and no cameras on me. Flare and square on the face. <laughs> nice. So next, uh, so uh, Flair proclaims that uh, Charlotte is in any condition to compete tonight. Uh, and it's all Becky's fault. Thank you again, Becky. This, like I said, this was good. And then we finished with, again, probably Becky Lynch's uh, best promo she ends this promo with jojo just screaming about i don't remember but it was still good she looked good i like becky give me that becky yay so yeah i would say this was probably the best storytelling of raw it was really good i thought yeah it looks like they're sort of taking notes from nxt like you're actually making something right you're not seeing just a random match being thrown together you're actually we've been watching this build up for a while so yeah maybe people will be more invested into this match now for the rumble i would think so i would hope so so next we have the main event of the night uh roman reigns versus everyone not named roman reigns no 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 don't say everybody because when you saw the people who came out you did not see everybody you saw all the heels yes uh speaking of which okay so we see 
Breeze? We see Tyler Breeze, for no reason, just hanging out in the background. Uh, the New Day, Stardust with the Ascension, Alberto Dario, Sheamus, and Kevin Owens. Now, other than Tyler Breeze and Owens, everyone else that have come out has already lost or was in a no-contest match. No one came out with a W. Yeah. So why am I supposed to fear these people? So then Vince makes the best decision he has made in the last three years and picks Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns. People liked it. It was nowhere as good as it should have been. Well, it was rushed. It was rushed. That well, then and then again, uh, it's just this being held down by creative. I think they should have just said, "Hey, tonight we're going to have Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens as our match tonight to counter whatever football game you were talking about." Uh, and I think you would get more people watching that main event. It doesn't even need to be for the title; just no. make it a match, and people, more people would be watching that. Even make it Roman because it was pretty much Reigns versus Owens in a lumberjack match. But everyone in a lumberjack match has to stand next to the fuck. Stairs. You could have easily too had Roman and Owens, and then have Owens like decimate, like go off on Reigns, like throw him through the barricade, throw hit him with chairs, you know, like be like, Dean, do you want this? This is your brother, you know, and have like Dean Ambrose then come out to try to save him, and Owens and him like are going at it, and they spill out into the crowd and they fight, and then you got Reigns like stumbling, and then Reigns is standing in the ring and he's holding his belt, and all of a sudden, John. John, 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 and then here comes Brock Lesnar, and everyone's like, what? And then he would freaking F5 Reigns, and then pick him up and F5 him through the announce table, like, I don't care. Hold the belt up, and just walk out of the arena with it. Boom! Again, I showed up creative. So what really happened, eventually everyone comes into the ring because Reigns is, I guess, winning against Owens. So then everyone comes in and they all start beating up Roman Reigns. And then Brock Lesnar comes out and just beats the shit out of everybody. My biggest issue with this is if you make him beat up fucking how many guys are standing out there? At least 15 guys. That's half the fucking people in the Rumble. And we just see them all get wasted uh, by one dude. What's driving me to see the Rumble other than this one guy? The Wyatts. Oh, okay. Yes. All right. So what happens with the Wyatts? Nothing. They stood there and watched. Which is cool. I think you're going to have a square off in the Rumble where you got Strowman and Reigns, or Lesnar, staring at each other, and they go at it. They really want to push. They're going to push Lesnar, so they're going to see Lesnar F5, Braun Strowman. And if I saw that, I would be like, holy shit. Brock Lesnar double clotheslines Strowman and show and gets a double double elimination on him. Ooh, that would be huge, too. Yeah, that would be pretty sweet. Uh, So, yeah, we end the show with uh, Heyman and Lesnar leaving the show. Lesnar picks up a lifeless Roman and does an F5 to him, and then they, they end the show with them leaving. And that's Raw. I, I guess. I guess. What do you want to grade it? Uh, B minus. Okay. I'm going to give it a B. All right. So, yeah, a, a good show. Other than the bullshit uh, with the beginning and the end, I think it was a good show. Who Who's your dud of the week, Pete? Tyler Breeze? Because he did get to be in the main event, but, like, what was the point? Why did you call him up to just have him do that? Yeah, let him go home. Like, leave him in NXT. He can make just as much money in NXT there and actually wrestle, and people can enjoy Tyler Breeze. Listen, kid, we're going to bring you up so you can watch other wrestlers. That's all they've been doing. So, good call up. My dud of the week is the uh, United States Championship. Because it doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> right? They've uh, Since Cena is gone, they'll just keep flipping it. Uh, so, stud of the week. Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens got to, basically, you could see that you had Vince go, Owens, sick him. Right. You know, so you could definitely see there's a plan there. Mine is Charlotte, Becky, and Flair. Uh, I think they put on a great show this week, so i got to give it to all three of them. Nice. So, uh, next, uh, some injury news. 
uh, Paige is out on concussion, which sucks. Yeah, but like they only need one diva match, so so it really doesn't matter. Does it really matter? I like Paige. I miss. Her. I like I like Paige too, and I I miss her too. But no, this is a good time for her to be out. I guess. Yeah, they only have like one divas match. Who cares? Uh big news. Yeah. WWE has signed uh, AJ Styles, Doc Gallows, Carl Anderson, and. I, I, I Naka he's better than fucking Kenta. One thing with him, I I know Doc Gallows because he was Luke Gallows. I don't know anything about Carl Anderson, and I despise AJ Styles. This other guy, though, uh, the reason I don't know the pronunciation of his name is because I don't watch New Japan Wrestling. It's nothing against them, I but I did watch the match between him and AJ Styles. Thank and... you. I was gonna message you and ask you because I watched it. It was thirty minutes long, and I decided to sit down and watch it. Right? It was a good match. Uh, it was. Yes, it was a really good match. Okay, here's the thing. AJ Styles isn't terrible. He's gonna have to calm himself down. He needs. To, he is very injury prone to other wrestlers. I don't yeah. know how to say that. And that finishing move just pisses me off that he continues to do that finishing move right? when it breaks people's necks. And I, I hope that when he comes into NXT or if they move him right up to the roster, that he just get rid of that fucking move. I hope they see that and they're like, nope, it, it won't work here. We say that, and then Samoa Joe still has his muscle buster and he broke Tyson Kidd's neck. Yes, but that was a freak accident. When AJ Styles has broken two people's necks with that. That is no longer a freak accident. Stop doing it. Yeah. And this other guy, this this uh, guy from New Japan, uh, New Japan Wrestling, he I, I saw his entrance because it was Wrestling Kingdom 10, which is like uh, their WrestleMania. It was an amazing match. And then I watched his entrance to Wrestling Kingdom 9, which was really cool. The guy looks like he has amazing charisma. I'm super excited to see him. It's cool to see, uh, I guess, Doc Gals and, and Carl Anderson. I think they're going to kind of use them as a big muscle tag team. But recently, WWE has started, there's a t-shirt up there, a Balor Club. And then they actually just trademarked the phrase Balor Club. So I'm thinking they're going to use this faction, which the Bullet Club, from what I've summarized from, because, again, I just don't know much about this stuff. They're kind of like a NWO meets uh, DX kind of uh, fun blend between the two being like a an all heel team, kind of like the NWO, but funny and kind of charismatic, kind of like DX, which is cool. I hope that's the case. You always see Balor. He holds up the Wolfpack. Yep. He does that shit all the time. And he tweets. He's always teasing this stuff. He's always teasing this stuff on Twitter, which makes the internet just go fucking bananas, B-A-N-A-N-E-S. I'm just saying, if this is the time to call up somebody from NXT with all the injuries, you have a huge gap right now. You have a huge void. Why not try it? You know, don't don't take the NXT belt off of Balor, but call him up. So, with the Balor Club, I don't want it to be... I think it's too big to be debuting on NXT. I think this should be something that comes to the main roster. I'd, I'd love to see them like come up to the main roster and we see the uh, Shield form back together. Get some really cool faction, some factionitis out there. There's t- you can't have too many factions. What would that make? Why like, not four, five? I don't know. I like factions, and it would make creative just so much easier if you're just like, well, these groups and these groups and these groups, and we'll just have them collide. So this is exciting. This is very exciting news, I think, for uh, for WWE. I-, I don't know about AJ styles again but i would accept giving him a second chance uh once i see his first match in either nxt or wwe oh okay so nxt yeah you want a quick rundown absolutely okay number one Sami Zayn comes out and does a great promo interrupted by samoa joe then who's interrupted by oh the big dick baron corbin <laughs> that should be his new name the big dick 
because he's just an asshole. And after watching Breaking Ground, you're still a douche. But they are now going to be in a triple threat match for the number one contender for the NXT title. Oh, awesome. Right? Then there were these two newbies. I didn't really know them. Victor Ciampa. Gesundheit. He had yeah, right. He had a cool little arm breaker. That was neat. Then they are another jobber match is with Elias Sampson, the Drifter. So what's that gimmick? Okay, so he comes out. It's actually a cool gimmick. He comes out holding a guitar and he has like these drifter like. So he's a drifter. He's like an actual drifter. Okay. Yeah, but he doesn't use the guitar ever. Like hit someone with the guitar. NXT's on a budget, man. He's trying to have this serious persona, but he's smiling throughout the whole time. It just doesn't come off right. So is he face or heel? I don't know. I think he's right. heel, but yeah, no. I it's think hard it's, to tell with NXT because they fucking cheer for anything. I think they're missing it. I think that this character is missing. Next up was Dash and Dawson versus The Ascension. Great match. Uh, Dawson and Dash won, so boom. Great. That's fine. Then uh, there was the Women's Royal Rumble to name the number one contender and they gave each woman a little promo spot which i thought was really cool so even you remember noof yeah she had she was in it really and they gave her a little promo and she failed and she got eliminated really quick did they boo her uh no emma is becoming a powerhouse emma and asuka i hope they do that match again that's all i'm saying yeah because uh, they are both, right now, I think the top's down there. Bailey's good, but when you watch Emma and Asuka together, they you can tell they are light years ahead of everybody else because they know what to do in the ring. But the Battle Royal was cool. Uh, give it up for Carmella. Bada bing, hottest chick in the ring, is now the number one contender for the women's NXT title. Boom. I like it. Awesome. So what would you grade NXT? An A. Uh, no, I'll give it a B just because the Victor Chapa or whatever his name is was sort of bleh. And Elias Sampson, I think, is missing. And the match with Dawson, like, it was cool, but it was like, bleh, whatever. I could have done without it. I'm going to give it a B minus because it just sounds like you had to be there. <laughs> right. In other news. Other news. Someone from HR uh, has released some papers saying that uh, they were going to be releasing Daniel Bryan next week. Yes. Yes! 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 WWE issued a statement saying that this rumor is false and that the letter did not come from a WWE employee, which I kind of believe that. I was very skeptical about this at first because if that's the case, if HR saw this and was like, oh shit, Daniel Bryan's going to let go, how many times we have seen this? Because uh, WWE, let's go, like, at least every three months there's a firing in WWE. Uh, and I think we would see this ahead of time before they actually officially announce it. So, but this brought up Daniel Bryan's future. What do we do with Daniel Bryan? Nothing. Nothing. I, I'm sorry. Like, Daniel Bryan had his, like, chance. WWE gave him the reins twice in two huge spots, and he got hurt. Now, as a company, it's, like, the same as, like, the NFL. There's only a matter of time before you just give up. Like, you can't invest in a character like that to be the face of your company if they just keep getting hurt. And his injury problems are so bad that, no, why would you give him faith? And guess what? You have another one coming up by the name of Sami Zayn who could easily replace his spot. Because Sami Zayn is already just as big as Daniel Bryan. Like, maybe not just as big, but he's huge in NXT. His match against Cena, the crowd was so loud, doing all of his chants. You have someone to replace Daniel Bryan. Like, sorry, Daniel, you're replaceable. I agree. Uh, here's the thing. If they let go of Daniel Bryan, wherever he goes next, he's going to be selling out uh, yeah. shows. And I think that that's got to be frustrating on their point. 
but Daniel Bryan, he's not doing anything right now, which has got to it's got to suck on his end. You know, not just you know, obviously he's gonna get some money, but yeah, he's not doing anything. And if they say, because I know he's been very vocal about saying like they're clearing me, doctors are clearing me, they're still iffy about it. If that's the case, let him go. I, I'm done with Daniel Bryan. Even if he did come back 100%, how do I put stock in someone that this has happened twice to? Uh, at big pivotal moments and how do you do that as a company be like well brian's in the main event roster or in the main event but he's not going to win because we can't give him that title we can't do that again the other thing though that i want to talk to you about is like it just seems like that injuries are the norm now and i feel like the wwe has to evolve and figure out either one do we have to change our work schedule which is not going to be the case or two how do we build up talent so that way we have enough talent and we put enough stock into each character that if we have to constantly rotate wrestlers out uh, because of injury they have to figure out a way to do that successfully and i hope they can get that point maybe that's what nxt is going to help them get to but it just seems like right now they don't understand that injuries happen and they're happening more and more of them they're doing shows six nights a week nope you hit it right on the head yeah good for me all right last thing we're going to talk about uh apparently wwe is looking at making uh, Fastlane, an A-list event this year. F4W Online reports that uh, the finish of the third-man Royal Rumble is already written in, and whatever they have planned is going to set up a big match on the February 21st edition of Fastlane. Uh, now, we have confirmed that Brock Lesnar is already scheduled for Fastlane, but we don't know what that match will be, but what do you think is going to be the opponent uh, for Brock Lesnar? Pro- I'm guessing Reigns. Reigns? Okay. So, my thing, my prediction, though, is going to be Triple H wins the title at Royal Rumble they might be having him maybe in a match but I would think maybe this is Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar for the number one contendership maybe that could be it maybe that happens and somehow Reigns pulls it off so you have Triple H versus Reigns at Mania and then you got you could set up Owens versus Lesnar because let's say Owens interferes in that match yeah what if he wants in that match I want Owens and Lesnar that's what I want I want to see that because I think that match would be sick I really think that would be a good match and the verbal battle between them would be even better and we might be seeing that at Fastlane. My guess would be if Kevin Owens and Brock Lesnar is not going to be set up at WrestleMania, maybe we will see it at Fastlane. I don't know. Uh, but this is exciting. Uh, hopefully we get to see a good finish. Uh, I think next week we are going to be doing a Royal Rumble predictions. Uh, but before we get there, we have one last thing to go over. Uh, we are going to pick off five numbers each, total of ten numbers, uh, of who we think is going to be the winner of the Rumble. We picked off numbers last week. My numbers was number one, number 30, number 10, number 5, and number 25. Uh, yours was 13, 28, 19, 9, and 29. The winner of this is going to get a Blockbuster gift card, which is super exciting. Pete, what is going to be your first number? I already forgot the number. I'll tell you. I have them written down. So okay, so I'm going to say six. Six is a number we can use. I am going to go with 15. 22. All right. I will go with 23. Oh, 20. Uh, we're good so far. We haven't chosen a double yet. Uh, I'm going to go with 32. 32? Yeah. That doesn't make any <laughs> sense. I am going with 26. Uh, how about I go with uh, 7? Uh, 7. Good choice, good choice. I'll go with uh, 11. Um, 12? 12. Yes, it is still there. I will go with number 27. All right. So my numbers are 15, 23, 
26, 11, and 27. Yours is 6, 22, 27, and 12. Uh, next week, we're going to pick our final 10 numbers, uh, which is super exciting. Uh, this is going to be – this is my favorite time of the year, Royal Rumble. It's always a fun pay-per-view, even though the last couple of years haven't been the best finishers. So exciting. Right? It will be. I've been watching classic Royal Rumbles. So what do you want to name the show, Pete? I don't know. You go. I, I, I got to pick this one. Uh, we'll go with – Roman Rumble. Okay, that was a good one. All right, so if you're watching this on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe and like the video. If you're listening to this on iTunes, please subscribe and give us a review. It does help out a lot. If Stitcher is your fancy, make sure you give us a thumbs up. You can also find us on Facebook, Wrestling Amino, Tambler, and just search for the Full Nelson Press on any social media site. You can also go to thefullnelsonpress.com where you can find all the links, including the show and a weekly WWE webcomic created by yours truly. Uh, so that is the Full Nelson Press number 24, uh, Roman Rumble. Suck a butt. Yeah, bet. <laughs>